You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to summer, a great time for vacations, spending time at the cottage, and enjoying some relaxation time. It's a good time as well to be talking with your family about a life plan. Are your expectations the same as your partner's? Does your family approve of what you want to do with the assets you've spent a lifetime accumulating? And what to do with the family's recreational property? All good questions, all worthy of a conversation this summer around the picnic table. Build a consensus and then call Macmillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464. Life planning brings peace of mind. It puts a plan in place to deal with the what-ifs that life delivers. Give yourself the freedom to enjoy the summer, knowing you've got a plan in place in case something happens. When you're ready, call Macmillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464 and have a great summer season. Wayne Nelson back with you on The Strong Room on 770CHQR. Our topic this morning is medical assistance in dying, or MAID, M-A-I-D, as it's referred to by health professionals. Since it was approved by federal legislation in 2016, 738 Albertans have chosen to end their lives with medical assistance. Perhaps you've been stricken with a disease and might be considering this as an option. Joining me today to discuss what you need to know is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Henry, just before the break, we were talking about the stages that a person may go through for receiving medical assistance in dying. Everybody is different. Everybody has their own unique needs and desires. But one thing that is not debatable is the federal criteria for medical assistance in dying. We had 132 people who sought medical assistance in dying in Alberta and were deemed ineligible because they did not meet the criteria. So let's discuss uh, what those criteria are. Mm -hmm. And this is important because uh, uh, it's like a privilege. Not everybody who wants to go through MAID are able to go through MAID. And the reason for that and the reason for uh, restrictions to this flexibility is the government cares for the people and the government wants to make sure that uh, this is not uh, subject to abuse, Wayne. Okay, so let's go through uh, a couple of criteria uh, for eligibility for someone to uh, get into the MAID program or the medical assistance in dying. So first of all, the criteria is that the adult must be a competent Adult, okay, and uh, number one, must be eligible for health services funded by a federal, provincial, or territorial government in Canada. Long story short, it means that somebody has to be registered with Alberta Health, okay, in order to take advantage of this program. Uh, Relating that to uh, -to day-to-day here, there's a couple of... um, uh, statuses for individuals to be admitted in Canada, uh, including someone who is, first of all, a citizen, a permanent resident, definitely they'll have Alberta Health. But if an individual comes to Canada on a tourist visa or comes to Canada without uh, any specific um, uh, immigration arrangements, then they will not be eligible under the MAID program of the provincial government. So basically saying tourists or those who are not permanent residents or citizens are not eligible to participate. All right. And then we have the medical condition. 
And not every medical condition is eligible. Now, there are certain forms of cancer and, and the stages of cancer. There is ALS, lung disease, multiple sclerosis. These are the common ones uh, that have been cited by most of the people who chose to end their lives with medical assistance in dying, 738 Albertans. So let's talk about medical conditions. There are criteria. Mm -hmm. So the act or the law provides that uh, the sickness or condition must uh, be grievous and irremediable in nature. It says that someone who has a grievous and irremediable medical condition, that's what the act provides. Now for us regular folk here who are not doctors or specialists, what is that? And that is another reason why individuals have to approach and consult their physicians and specialists in regard to whether their condition will actually apply or fit into this um, in this sock. Uh, also, in this particular aspect, we'd like to bring up the issue of palliative care and end of end of life care as well that are provided by our healthcare services. And that would be one of the options that a person would discover during the stages of, of consultation on uh, on medical assistance and dying. Mm -hmm. So, palliative care, as what we all know it, is an interdisciplinary approach to specialized medical and nursing care for people with life-threatening illnesses, okay? So it's more geared toward uh, providing care and treatment and relief for symptoms, pains, physical stress, and even mental stress at any stage of one's illness. So we have programs administered by the province that deal with individuals and how they can cope with um, the stressors of life in regard to their illnesses. And as a matter of fact, that also takes this outside of medical assistance in dying. Because again, the criteria that the act provides is grievous and irremediable medical condition. So in a way, it's not looking very good. And it's only in that particular aspect where MAID would be able to be considered as a decision. And palliative care might be an option. Exactly. For the, some people that they may not have considered. Mm -hmm. As long as they're able to carry on with those um, illnesses and the symptoms and the pain management uh, and the stress management, they would uh, be able to choose that as an alternate option. End of life care. End-of-life care is basically a program also administered by government wherein they, they know that uh, death is coming and the purpose of the care is mainly to remediate from um, immediate pain, to lessen the suffering, so as to say, and to provide as much support as possible for when that time would come. All right. So criteria, you have to be under uh, Alberta Health Services. Uh, you have to have this grievous and irremediable medical condition. In other words, you're going to die. Not looking good. Not looking good. Uh, it is reasonably foreseeable. In other words, medical professionals can say, well, you've got so much time uh, before this happens. And you have to make the decision. In other words, someone else can't make it for you that, oh, you're going to get medical assistance. It has to be your own decision. It has to be voluntary. Exactly. Uh, there must be a voluntary request on the required forms as uh, mandated by um, Alberta Health. Okay. And another requirement is that um, individual must be informed of the treatments, including palliative care technologies, supports available to relieve their suffering as what we've discussed. 
Okay, and also uh, it must be someone who is able to provide informed consent. So let's talk about that, Wayne. Sure, because you may be in a position where you no longer have the capacity to make those kinds of decisions at that time. Mm -hmm. So how this relates to a lot of families now is uh, individuals and or families execute what's called a personal directive here in Alberta and what that personal directive requires in order for it to be executed and legally binding is someone has to have capacity to execute that personal directive. And I get a lot of questions from families who want to put in medical assistance in dying in their personal directive. However, according to the laws, the option to enter into medical assistance dying must be given by someone with an informed consent. Now, what does that mean? What it means is that an alternate decision maker cannot make a request for a consent to medical assisted dying on behalf of a patient who lacks capacity. So if you were personal directive agent for a brother or a sister or a mother or father, unfortunately, the laws or the act does not allow you the ability to choose medical assistance dying on their behalf. So this is something that they would have had to have chosen prior to becoming incapacitated. That is correct. That is our point here. So the option of getting into MAID must be done by the individual, him or herself, not by their agent or someone representing them during their incapacity. So this is something that if someone has that terminal illness, they've been in that uh, pre-contemplative, contemplative stage, the determination stage, this is the point where they might want to consult with an estate planner to have this put into writing, to have it documented that they have given their consent in the event that they do become incapacitated. Mm-hmm. And depending on how the laws unfold here, because the laws around medical assistance in dying is pretty much very young. So depending on how the cases go, uh, the laws may require an assessment as far as capacity prior to their choice and also maybe during the time of the action stage of their choice as well. Lots of critical things that need to be addressed. My guest today has been Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva. We've been discussing medical assistance in dying. Some of the questions, the considerations and issues about this topic that will need to be addressed when preparing your estate. We'll continue this discussion next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions, contact Macmillan Estate Planning for your free consultation. The number is 403-266-6464 during weekday business hours or visit their website at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. I'm Wayne Nelson. Thanks for joining us today on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.